0: Nice to, nice to meet you. Great to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the Perfect Strangers Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Furby Montano. And as always, thank you for joining me today. Well, we are officially at the last episode in July of 2022. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, this year is just flying by, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. We're we're already well into the second half of the year, which is nuts. And as my next guest will say, we are well into Leo season, which she loves. And that's because our guest this week is Miss Christina. And Christina is someone that I found when my fiance showed me her TikToks, and I thought I should reach out to her because she's super interesting. Now, Christina is a hypnotherapist and a past life regression specialist. I hope I said that right, Christina. And she gives a lot of advice and explains a lot of things on her TikTok and Instagram, which I found super fascinating. I didn't really know anything about hypnotherapy or about... Uh, past life regressions or you know anything that she was talking about I had never really dove into it before so it's been very informative it's been very different Um, it's taken being honest me uh, being able to kind of put aside my preconceived notions of hypnosis and um, excuse me hypnotherapy and that type of stuff and being very open to it And me and Christina, we had a great talk and got to know each other really well. And she's super cool. So, um, yeah, I I will let you enjoy Christina and check her out. Her website is sentientrose.com. And, yeah, I won't take up any more of your time. Ladies and gentlemen, Christina, and thank you for listening. All right, and I'm here with Christina. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Nice to uh, to meet you. I guess over the internet. <laughs> I know all my favorite friends I've met over the internet.
0: I'm I'm very similar in that that way. A lot of them came from this podcast, actually. So.
1: <laughs> oh really? Yeah, because you're out hunting them, right? You're looking for them. You got your yeah, eyes yeah.
0: out. You're you're actually one of the few that I've actually like reached out to that I hadn't actually talked to before. So. Shh.
1: Right, because you said you found me through um, your significant other, is that right? Yeah, yeah. My fiance found you on TikTok
0: and she was like, you have to check her videos out. They're so (laughs) cool.
1: That's so funny. I never thought that uh, if you're going to tell me like my business plan six months ago, TikTok would not have been part of it, but it has absolutely been the most lucrative. It's like where all my favorite people have come from.
0: So many people that I know have said that, that that run businesses, they're like, TikTok has been a godsend. You have no idea.
1: Yeah. The other platforms like bring people in, but TikTok is just like my people. They're like the easiest clients, like the most fun, most open-minded.
0: I think it's probably the authenticity factor, right? Cause you're actually seeing the person, not in like a touched up photo or something really rehearsed. It's usually just like, Hey, I'm going to make a quick video real quick.
1: Yeah. It has been nice. Cause I'm a very like clumsy person. Like I stumble over my words or like I need to correct myself. I do a lot of hand movements and people seem to like embrace that when on Instagram or the other platforms, like, especially like LinkedIn, LinkedIn, you have to be like very polished to get attention. And then TikTok, I'm like, these are my people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> LinkedIn. You know, it's funny. You're, you're like the fourth person that's mentioned LinkedIn. I, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't really go on it all that often. How, how is it like, I know it's a big thing, obviously, but how does it work for like a social media platform? Because I've never really dove into it.
1: Yeah. So I actually used to be a corporate recruiter. So I would do like recruiter for like sales positions. Um, And so I use LinkedIn a lot. So I'm like, have a deep understanding of its value. Um, But the value is not authenticity. It's very like, it's like an online resume. And so like, whatever you like, people can see. So like, if you like something and the company doesn't agree with that, or you like don't align with their standards, you like don't get a job offer. Right. So you have to be like so careful. So in that, we're like, everybody's being careful. You have like this very catered circle of people like walking on eggshells, right? Uh, so it's good to reach out to people cause you can kind of, um, the search platform's really cool. So I could find other hypnotherapists or like people doing retreats where I could go be a hypnotherapist. Um, but it's not like make friends, right? And TikTok's like, I've made like some of my best friends on there.
0: TikTok is for friends and LinkedIn is for, Business, yeah. all business,
1: yeah. Networking is a good way to put it because you do get to a lot of like the higher, um, the higher paying businessmen, like the, the big head honchos are on there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. If you were looking to like get somebody who like wrote a book mm-hmm. and you wanted to like get in on their like good side, you could like go interact with them on LinkedIn. That's that's
0: a very good. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna use that. Yeah, a little more public.
1: <laughs>
0: I should probably make a LinkedIn that's not like for my day job because yeah, I think something for the podcast would be nice too. But
1: yeah, it's a great networking. Like if you play your cards right and uh if you can be authentic, you'll pull in more authentic people. Like that's the nice thing on there is there's nobody being authentic. So if you show a little bit of authenticity, there's a lot of backlash, but you actually like get a couple of like really cool people. It's like more of a risk. <laughs> high risk, high reward. <laughs> fair enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy you brought up authenticity because that's one of the things that drew me to your videos when my fiance sent them to me and like <laughs> had me kind of scrolling. Cause so I'm like, Oh, she seems like very into what she's doing. And like, this is like her, her calling. Like this is what her heart is having her do. So it was, it's very cool watching your videos.
1: Thank you. So that's really nice to hear. Cause that is actually like my, um, like motto for my job like it's to help other people become authentic so the company name is sentient rose so sentient is like a free thinking free moving being without like other people's opinions and so that's actually what it's named after after like being authentic because it took me so long to kind of step into this space i'm like you can do it too let's go let me (laughs) hold your hand
0: so Mm -hmm. how how did you get into hypnotherapy and past life regressions and everything like that what what kind of took you that route
1: So that is a really weird story. It's definitely, um, on like the ethereal side of things. So if you've watched my videos, you're probably into it. Um, so essentially I started out actually as a holistic nutritionist. I was, um, sick my whole entire life, like my whole life. I was like, yeah, just very sick, very sad, very depressed, very anxious, um, tried to fix it in so many different ways. Finally found a holistic nutritionist that helped me. I got trained in holistic nutrition found out it was not right for me which is great but i still learned a lot um and through the holistic nutrition i realized there's other ways to like change your mindset and so i started looking at hypnotherapy and like thinking about it um and then one day i was really really overwhelmed i didn't know where to go didn't know what to do lost in my corporate job and i was just like hey you know, universe, whatever is out there. I didn't know what was out there at the time. It's like, whatever is out there, if you need me to do something, whatever path I need to go on, you can go tell my roommate, right? It was like, tell her, she can tell me. And then within 20 minutes, I had a link sent to me on Instagram for hypnotherapy. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, I hear you. And then I was still a little skeptical. Um, I did like the little sales calls and like didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And I was like, okay, if the payments are under a certain price, I'll do it they were under that certain price. And so I'm like, okay, at this point I hear you, I'll do it. Right. Sure. Um, So I did the training and I did something called RTT, which is called rapid transformational hypnotherapy. Um, And so basically that's like typical hypnotherapy is like really long and drawn out and like relaxing the whole body and relaxing the mind. RTT is more like quick and fast. So people with like ADD ADHD, like you're not getting distracted, like walking on a different path in the forest. Um, Yeah. So it worked really well for me because the induction was like, the induction is where you kind of get into that calmer state. It was more like 20 minutes as opposed to like an hour. So I have more condensed time with clients to like solve problems. Um, And so the RTT was like really based in like present life. Like if you're having digestive issues, we go talk to that part of the digestive system when we're like, yo, what's up? Like what's going on, basically, (laughs) you can do inner child work. Um, And then I accidentally took someone to a past life. So we were doing all this work. We got back to her childhood. I took her back to the womb. Nothing was there. I was like, this is really weird. There's nothing in your present life that's causing your issue. Like, let's go further back, I guess. I didn't know at the time it was really even possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I had read the book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Have you heard of that before? No, I haven't. Okay, so there's this side note. <laughs> there's this hypnotherapist who was a psychologist, and he um, tells this little story. Basically, it's a really easy digestible book. Many lives, many masters. Um, and I'm he look, goes. I'm looking at
0: it now. I'm adding it to my uh, my Audible.
1: Yeah. Who's it by? I can't remember his last name or his it full name. Is,
0: it is by Brian Weiss.
1: Brian Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. He's great. So he has a training program as well. He's a great hypnotherapist. Um, So that's a really digestible, especially on audible. It's like not very long at all. Um, So I was listening to that before the session, cause someone had recommended it and he like goes through the session and he's like a very uh, clinical person. He was a psychologist who then, did hypnotherapy just for kind of funsies, just to like help again, reprogram the mind. And then he accidentally took a client to a past life and it just opened all these doors for him. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I didn't know if I believed in past lives at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then within 24 hours, I had a client and the same exact thing happened. So we were back again, back to that story. We were back in the womb. I was like, there's nothing here. Let's try to go back further. And she ended up in a past life. And so after that, I was like, okay, like we can play with this a little bit. And so I did a past life training and ended up like loving it. I love it now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've noticed a lot of your videos are on that. And I obviously I've heard of past lives before, but I don't know a whole lot like about them or how you, I don't know if I'm using the correct
1: term, but how you like channel them. Yeah, so it's really cool. It really depends on like the person and how open they are. So that's why TikTok is so great because a lot of people have found me and like if they scroll through my content and they're like this girl's crazy. She's talking about past lives and they don't come see me, right? They're not paying for they're not paying my prices to just like be curious and have me like prove myself. Sure. Um and so the past lives are really cool because it does take a really open mind and um it, you basically just get to go back. Like, it really depends on what you're looking for. So you can have like hundreds of past lives. And so I feel like when we do like sessions, I can't be like, let's just go back to any past life. Cause it's like a kid in a candy store. The brain gets confused, Sure. but we can go back to a past life where like, um, you are your happiest. Right. And you get to go back to a past life where I had one girl that was like trying to live in more authenticity. She got went to a past life where she was like a school teacher. And that was it. She just had like a couple kids. She had a farm. She was a school teacher. So her like love was nothing complicated. So when she came out of it, she was like, Oh, I just need simplicity. Right. And so the, um, the way that I look at past lives is you have to get in a really calm state, very open-minded and like so calm that you're ready to take whatever comes. Um, cause otherwise you'll be blocked. Okay. So it really is like, um, there's definitely some other guide that's guiding us. It's a very intuitive session.
0: That's interesting. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, so my mom has done some stuff like this before and just full disclosure, I thought it was like cuckoo bird type of stuff when I was, totally younger, fair. So, um, but uh, as she talked about it more and more and I could see kind of the change in her, like she was, she was someone that had a very short fuse. She was very anxious all the time um, when I was younger and I just really saw her like turn a corner just one day. It seemed like she was good and not not good, but, you know, much more like intuitive and could be like herself a lot more. And that's yeah. when I was like, okay, well, maybe it is this, this stuff and the hypnotherapy she's been doing and, and sure as shit, that's what she said. Like, no, this has really been helping me and it helped me with this, that, and yeah. that, that's <laughs> when I started kind of being like, okay, this is this, there's probably something to this.
1: Yeah. If you're lost and confused in life or if you're like, uh, so I grew up very religious and I have a very like rigid school background. So when I was doing stuff, I felt the same way. I was always a little hippie woo woo on that side. Um, But when I started to see the change in people, I was like, even if this is metaphorical, it's working. So what do I care? Like, why does it matter if it's real or not? Um, And then I started to get pretty hard facts that it's real, (laughs) like going through where they were like, "Mm, we're going to prove that this is real. Um, But yeah, if you feel like Anxiety is one of the ones where anxiety is usually like mismanaged energy, right? So your mom was probably like, "I know that I'm better than this. I know that I have more to offer than this." Or I know, you know, you're just lost and confused, and you have all this energy locked up. Okay. In hypnotherapy, you just go in and you're, okay, well, why is it there? Yeah. Like, what's going on? What do we do with it? How can you channel that? How can you show up differently? Like, how can we guide you? And so it is like this really weird um, energy is almost like a kid throwing a fit. a tantrum. As soon as you acknowledge them and you're like, Hey, I see you. The energy is like, okay, thank you. That's all I needed. Even if it's like 30 years later, you can go back to your inner child and just be like, Hey, I see you. That did suck. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Can we be done now? And the energy is like, yeah, I just (laughs) needed, I just needed acknowledgement. We good.
0: (laughs) So I'm, I'm glad you brought up the inner child because there was one video you did that I found very interesting when you were talking about past traumas. And you were saying that it's usually very like small things that that can cause the most trauma because it's not something that you're, it's not this huge epic thing that happened to you. It's something that's very small, that
1: happened a lot. Can you talk about that a little more? Yeah, so what I'm finding in hypnotherapy is it is more our perception of events than actual events. And so when I think people are like most fearful of doing hypnotherapy, it's because they've had a traumatic event and they're like, I don't want to relive that, Um, right? Cause like you already went through it once it's really rough, but the weird thing is typically you'll remember that trauma, your body goes into fight or flight mode and you're like on high alert. So the big stuff, the big, huge things, your brain is like, we're recognizing this. We're not doing it again. We are paying attention, right? You're like looking around, everything's open. And then the little stuff that gets locked in there, that's like hidden that you can't process. Right. So when you go to a therapist, you're like, Hey, I had this traumatic event. This is what it was. It was big. I remember it. I know what happened the little tiny stuff that gets locked in there is the stuff that like actually causes like turmoil because it can't get acknowledged. So again, it's that like little kid in the candy store
0: Mm -hmm.
1: being like unheard. Um, So like little things, like I've noticed a lot of my clients are intuitive people that have been intuitive their whole lives and were lied to as kids. Right. And not lied to in a bad way, but being like, um, you know, your parents are getting divorced and you're like, everything's fine. And the mom's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And the little kid is like, I feel something weird here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I know my gut is telling me something's up. And the mom gaslights, not on purpose, but is like, your intuition is wrong. Everything's fine. And the mom is doing that out of like love. So they don't have to like, ex- or maybe because they're too tired to explain to this little kid, like yeah, what's really time.
0: Or trying to protect the kid or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so that's like the cool thing with the hypnotherapy is like, we recognize that you go back and the kid is like, so this adult is like, oh my gosh, I was intuitive when I was younger. I did know what was up. That is exactly what happened. That's exactly what was going on. And then to them, that becomes a traumatic event because their intuition was wrong. They were wrong. They can't trust themselves. Okay right? So you become this like, it becomes this like inner turmoil where like you feel these feelings, but they're always wrong because someone gave you the perception that they were wrong. So in hypnotherapy, we go back and we're like, okay, so you were right, but let's understand why your mom did that. Like, let's forgive her for that. Let's like understand now that you're an adult and you have kids, what would you do in that situation? And they're like, I would do the same thing, right? So then you have empathy for your parents going through that. You have empathy for yourself, for like, miss you know being misguided and then you get to sit in your intuition and be like okay so now moving forward i get to trust my intuition because i know all those times that i was told i was wrong i'm right and so it's just like little tiny baby stuff like that as you're like moving through life basically um yeah where you just get told something and you're like or somebody like make fun of you in the playground for something just a little baby thing Mm -hmm. right and you like remember it your whole life oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's not this big stuff. Like I remember one time I got made fun of in the playground. That was something I went back to in hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. I got made fun of in a playground and like never ran again. Like I was just a chubby kid and someone called me a name and I was like, okay, so I won't be running anywhere. And so I'm like, why can't I get on a treadmill? Like, why can't I run? Why can't I play? And I did hypnotherapy. And it was because I had been made fun of at that time. And I like took that into my like soul and made it my identity. Wow yeah
0: yeah that's that's nuts yeah they're like just as you're explaining this like you said that you may have been made fun of on the playground like instantly a couple of things popped up in my head that i hadn't thought of in 20 30 years
1: well and they're little things so like we give ourselves uh we don't give ourselves enough grace right it's like i tried to get a gym membership hundreds of times like like literally i'll like get it and i'll be i'm gonna go and i'll go twice and i'll never go again yeah and so at some point, I was like, okay, this is trauma. This has to be because this is not just me being lazy. Lazy feels different. Mm-hmm. You know, lazy feels like a different energy. This is like, feels conflicting. Um, and so I actually went through. So that's what I did a session on. I went through and like figured out what trauma I have related to like being in a room full of fit people. And it was my childhood. <laughs> it was a boy that I liked calling me a name. When I was on the playing in a church parking lot.
0: Yeah that'll, that'll do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that'll, and that'll so that's, but that's not something if like, I went to like a therapist and we were in therapy and I was like, I want to go to the gym. She wouldn't be like, so what happened to you? Who made fun of you in your childhood? You know, I never would have been able to identify that without like the hypnotherapy. So
0: that, that brings up a, an interesting thought that I had. So, and forgive me if this is like an offensive thing to ask, cause I don't mean it that <laughs> way. Um, yeah. But what's kind of the difference between traditional therapy that people think of and hypnotherapy and why would someone choose hypnotherapy over going to you know the traditional route
1: so they're beautiful together like they're honestly like so therapy is more of like a support system um hypnotherapy is like uh like a quick guide right so it opens up a lot of things really quickly really fast if you're not ready for that it can be really jarring um so like i had one gal who um we did a session together and she opened up some childhood trauma. Right. And it was really rough. And she said for like two weeks, she was sick because all of the emotions were coming up. Mm -hmm. So she had to go to therapy. She had her therapist supporting her in that transition. Right. So therapy is like a really beautiful support system, especially if you need that daily help, or if you need like help working through things in your head, you're trying to like um, just support. You're not where you want to be. Right. Therapy is great for like, if you're at a job that you don't like, if you're, having mental health struggles, if you're working with your family, trying to find the right verbiage to um, exist in daily life, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Hypnotherapy gets down to, like, the deep, dark depths and, like, lets it go all at once. So hypnotherapy is really good for the stuff that's, like, confusing. Like, I was saying, like, the gym. Like, I couldn't have gone to sit down with a therapist and, like, you know, it's just something that I couldn't figure out. And so it's almost like... yeah. Like doing like a jigsaw puzzle without the picture and like hypnotherapy just like gives you the picture so you can put it together a little bit easier. Right. So hypnotherapy, just, you go in and you're like, Oh, this is what's happened. And you get to like witness it. And so in normal therapy, you'll go in, you'll work backwards and like try to figure out what's going on. Like what's happened. Hypnotherapy, you just go straight to it. It's like, this is the one that we think about the most, like how you were saying uh, when I was talking about the playground and you're like, some things just popped into my head when you did hypnotherapy, those would be the things that would come up instantaneously and you would know why they came up. Okay. Right. So in therapy, you have to kind of like dig and hypnotherapy, you were like right there. So it's is, just,
0: is it, it. I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. Just no. Go ahead. sorry. ADHD brain. Um, so <laughs> is it sort of a thing where, where you're sort of talking things out like you would in traditional therapy or is it kind of what's I guess what I'm asking is what's kind of the process for hypnotherapy and how does it work? Cause I don't know a whole lot about it.
1: Yeah. So it's really beautiful. It's um, so basically what it is, is we get you into a calm enough state and then I kind of become the way that I like to describe it for people that know is uh, like Vanna White. Okay. So uh, Vanna White in like Wheel of Fortune is like, you're like, mm, I pick a, and you like do this and it lights up. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, this is, we're going to go do this. Um, So I'm basically Vanna White. I just kind of like walk you along, like, like take you like a little bit. Um, I'm the guide, right? So you're doing everything by yourself. So what happens is we do a little bit of an induction, get you into a calm place. We put a little protection around you. So like nothing too weird comes out. We go into a past life. And in that past life, we sort of talk stuff out. Um, you'll basically get a better understanding of what's happening. You'll only go to a past life that's like relevant And then at the end of that, we actually go talk to your subconscious mind. And so this is just my method. So past life regression is like, um, really cool because it's like an artist, right? So like everybody's is like totally different. So mine, we would go talk to your subconscious mind. If you're open to it, spirit guides, you like get this information. You're like, Hey, why did you show me this? What's the point? And you literally get information like right there.
0: And yeah. What,
1: what's a what's what's a spirit guide? Like how how does that spirit work? Spirit guides. <laughs> so <laughs> spirit guides are, I think everybody calls them something a little bit different. Um, but spirit guides are like the little like inklings that you get, the little like tingles where you're like, um it's like mine will like make my third eye vibrate. Like if something's happening okay. that like I need to go do, I can feel my third eye vibrate, and they're like, baby, go do this. They're basically like a team around you that surrounding you. So a lot of people like call them angels, right? So if you're in a car accident and you're like, I don't know how I just survived that. It's probably your little spirit team. Um, if you like meet the people you're meant to meet, there's like all these little like guides in life where you're like, that was weird. Um, if you pull tarot cards, that's typically like a spirit guide being like, Hey, we got a message for you. <laughs> right. Um, Angel numbers, like if you see numbers, like they've been really cool. So when we go into this place, we actually ask them for signs. We're like, "Hey, how do I know you're around me?" Um, and they'll be like butterflies. Every time you see a butterfly, just know I'm supporting you. Right? It's just this energy that surrounds you that like guides you where you need to go if you're willing to listen. If you're not, they're like, "That's fine. You don't have to do what we tell you to do." <laughs> but if you want to listen, they're like, "Here's a gift. <laughs> Here you go."
0: Mine has always been um, hair ties my mom when i was a kid um i used to have to put like this this cream on i had like a rat whatever doesn't matter but um my mom put a hair tie on my wrist and she's like if the hair tie is still on you you haven't done it yet because i used to forget all the time so now now whenever i see like a hair tie on someone's wrist immediately goes to my mom and i get that feeling like oh there's something i gotta do but to this day if i have to do something that's what i do i put like a hair tie or rubber band on my wrist
1: and so that energy that you feel that is like very much like a guide, um, like a spirit guide, a guide an ancestor, your grandpa being with you. So if there's like a moment where you're like, "Oh, that's my mom. Mm-hmm. That's her. She's like, hi, like, hello, how are you? Are you doing just, you know, just like a little reminder. Um, and so like in that spirit space, again, I call it the spirit space. There's a a therapist called Michael Newton. Uh, he calls it life between lives. Um, and so he, yeah, so it's like this really cool spot where you don't exist as a body. Nobody else exists as a body. Um, you just are energy. And so that is the part that took me a little while to grasp myself. But now that I do all these sessions, people get this very consistent knowledge and information and readings where I'm like, there's something here. Right, There's no way that all of these people are having the same exact experience and this isn't real. No, I
0: I a hundred percent agree with you. It makes total sense. Yeah.
1: There was, oh, no, 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 please go ahead. So there was one session. I was just going to say that, um, one of the clients was like, this is really weird. Like my great grandpa's here. And I was like, oh yeah, do you guys have a special relationship? She's like, yeah, no, I met him once when I was a baby. So, there's like no way she's going to make up a story or like bring someone in that she would have been like her great grandpa that she met once when she was five months old. Right. And so he had like a message for her that he wanted to pass along.
0: So, you know, you know what's interesting about that? It's I'm sorry to keep bringing it back to me.
1: <laughs> I no, I love that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I'm not necessarily someone I've had, I've had experiences where like my grandparents who have passed, I've seen them before and it's freaked me out. I don't like it. Right. I've had dreams of them. My grandma, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw her ghost after she died. Like I, it freaks me out. I don't like it. So I've asked everyone that dies. I always say like, Hey, please don't come to me. I don't like it. Yeah. My fiance loves that stuff. So my grandmother who she only met one time, she was very sick. She was in a wheelchair. My fiance didn't know my grandma for all intents and purposes. Uh, she comes to my fiance pretty often in dreams, walking, joking. And it's like, her personality and she'll be like hey your grandma visited me last night again like it's very weird
1: beautiful well so that's really beautiful in the sense that um i think that one of the biggest messages like if i could like hand anybody a message it would be exactly what you're talking about and that you're in control that you decide that this energy is incredibly respectful Mm -hmm. and if you're like i don't want it they'll get a message to you another way so like for instance the hypnotherapy thing so when i was like when I asked for that information, I knew I had to go do something. I could feel this pull in my soul that was taking me somewhere else. But trying to figure that out, I felt like I had like this fog around my head. Like I was getting all this information and it was too much. And I literally was like, no more. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I need you to respect my space. At so this time I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, whatever's happening, I'm not interested. I was like, leave me alone. And I was like, so then I was like, I'm gonna open up a path for you though. You can go talk to her. And that hundred percent was divine intervention, right? <laughs> Bringing that to me in that way. So you being like, I have a boundary. It makes me uncomfortable. My body doesn't like it. My brain doesn't like it, but like somebody in your space, you're like, you can literally be like, if you have a message for me, you can go talk to Mabu, <laughs> right? You can go talk to someone else who's like comfortable. Right. And so obviously if she wasn't receptive, you guys wouldn't be getting that information. But now if like that energy needs to tell you something it will go through her instead. Sure. But you totally have that control. So if there's something that's happening around you and you don't like it, we all have the control to be like, I'm not interested in this interaction. I do that with people. I do that with spirits. I do, I'm like, I'm not interested in this interaction. <laughs> that's
0: great. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words because you're, I've never really looked into hypnotherapy or past life regression before. Like my mom did it but I didn't really look into it until i looked at your videos. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty crazy hearing you talk about things that like for a very long time, I've thought before, like there has to be something to this, but hearing that you actually, you know, do it and you understand why and how it's working and stuff. That's it's like kind of nuts to me.
1: It feels crazy. It feels crazy for me too. Sometimes I even wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm sorry, you do what for a living? like to myself. I'm like, bro, you're doing what today? Um, But every time I get into a session, I feel this like alignment. I feel this like energy release and I see how much better people feel. And so it's really on the other side of my discomfort is other people's enlightenment. And so it does feel weird. Again, I came from a very religious background. um, So like I knew there was something out there, but didn't really align with like being told what to do. I'm a little rebellious. (laughs) Um, So as soon as they tell me what to do, I was like, bye.
0: Same, same. Um,
1: and then I have like a college education, right. I've done like a lot of trainings. And so I think it is interesting because there's a new era of people in this space, a new era of people being like intellectual and calm and still doing hypnotherapy. So 20 years ago, it was just like the hippie woos, you know, on the outskirts of town that you'd have to go or a very literal clinical hypnotherapy. And now we're kind of like dancing in the middle where I get to be clinical and still take you into that spirit space and be like, yeah, this was real, right? This is why it was here. This is what's happening. I think we're becoming more aware of energy as a whole. Yeah. Like as a society. Absolutely
0: agree. Absolutely agree.
1: So all hypnotherapy is, is energy work. It's tapping into the energy. It's letting it go. Um, I actually do Reiki during sessions, which is an energy clearing. Um, And the Reiki works really well because you have all this energy that's been stuck to you for so long. And then it's like right there. And I get to be like, bye, <laughs> let's leave it. Let's <laughs> let it go. Right.
0: I love the way you say that. Bye.
1: See you later. Bye. Yeah, I'm done with it. <laughs> We're not interested in this. Yeah. So it's really cool. Cause like in one form, you get to reframe the mind. You get to open up these neurons That, like, whether again, whether it's real or not, I'm convinced it's real. I still have my skepticism, but whether it's real or not, you're still reframing the brain. You're still giving the brain exactly what it needs. You're going deep and like clearing out all the fog and the messages.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's, it's interesting that you say, even if it doesn't physically work, if it helps you, then it helps you. It doesn't matter. Yeah, placebo. I've, yeah, I, I've, exactly. Yeah. I've, I've said that so many times to so many people, including my fiance, who I love. She's very dear. Been with her for nine years. Love her to death. But yeah. I've told her so many times, like, yeah, but if it works for someone, like, who cares if it's, you know, quote unquote real or not?
1: Yeah, so my dad is incredibly religious, like very much so. My mom is very much not, and they get along perfectly well because they give Mm -hmm. each other the space to exist in their own version of reality. Right where he's like, "I'll save you a seat," and she's like, "Thanks, (laughs) like I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way and do other things." I feel like that's that's kind of a an issue that I've noticed with a lot of
0: people these days is they refuse to like have people not just in their lives but like to date people who don't agree with them like a hundred percent it's very yeah. like not not weird i don't want to say it's weird because you you're attracted to who you're attracted to but when people are like i could never date someone who's religious and it's like well why why is that
1: yeah well that's that's the thing is like why why does religion feel important to them like why do they feel like some big higher masculine power needs to keep them safe and tell them what to do in life yeah right yeah, so it's it's really interesting because I think that that is um, one of the best things just about myself and my practice is that I've been through so much and seen so much that I just get to have compassion. And so the way um, I actually deal with that is everything that comes up, good, bad, negative, positive. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So somebody's mean to me or says a mean comment on TikTok, right? There's some trolls. I literally will just be like, that's interesting. Like what, or what an interesting reaction. Like what an interesting thought to my opinion on my page that you just happen to come to like, what, a, you know? And so like part of me just wants to have empathy for them. And obviously there's a line if people are being malicious or unkind, that's where, you know, put baby in the corner. <laughs> um, but if people aren't hurting anybody and they're just existing in their life and they believe in like aliens and giants, why does it matter that they believe in aliens and giants and you believe Agreed. in God? Agreed right yeah so it's been really cool to like open up my mind and have that um empathy it's brought in some really cool people and really challenged the way that i look at myself by opening that up and being like that's interesting let's talk about it yeah
0: yeah that's i i love when people have that mentality like hey not my thing but tell me what's up
1: yeah or explain it to me i learned about bitcoin that way i learned about bitcoin probably about four years ago um Didn't quite buy my Ferrari yet, Um, but (laughs) I learned about it because one of my friends was like who I just like love and I trust him and I would trust him with anything. He was really interested and I was like, I trust you. So tell me what's going on. And like at the time it went over my head, but he like sold me some Bitcoin. So like I've got like, I got some money and some Bitcoin because he at the time was so curious and I was open-minded that I bought it just for funsies to make him feel better. And it ended up serving me, right? And so now when he tells me about it, I'm like, keep talking, let's go. Um, But at the time it was so like niche, right? And it was such a thing that like, I didn't comprehend or understand. And now I'm like, I see where you were going with this. (laughs) Yeah, I understand.
0: That's really cool. Congratulations on that, by the way.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was just, it's one of those little like pats on the back of uh, being open-minded. Hey.
0: Yeah, if, if it can. Be, it. I guess that the whole point of this is that it's always going to benefit you in some way, just maybe not right now. Right.
1: Right. It's that kindness, man. I think that it's that like radical empathy. So the empathy for people where they are in their lives and like um, if people are, again, unkind to me, I'm like, man, what is going on in your life? You have nothing more to focus on than my happiness.
0: true i i used to work retail so like i thought that a lot
1: (laughs) yes yes retail man retail really i I worked in retail and then i worked in dementia care and if anything taught me patience it was like i would rather work with dementia care patients who were like gone on the other side of the world talking about when they were 12 as an 80 year old than dealing with a retail patient or retail customer at christmas time oh yeah you could not pay me enough
0: no (laughs) I mean, no. they didn't pay me enough. I'll say that. But. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I worked in a coffee shop at Christmas um, a couple years. So like I hit black Friday and I remember there's a loop of songs and we could count and there's like 13 oh my God. over and over. And my little brain was like, if nothing else, I was like, I will not be paid hourly for the rest of my life. Like I can't do it. There's something in my body that's like, Nope, not going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in that same I, I get it i feel you on that one
1: yeah yeah so, oh good
0: one one fun retail not even fun retail story but the song sweet child of mine by guns and roses mm-hmm. if i hear that opening lick it sends shivers down my spine of like oh, resent would. and like oh because <laughs> my first uh black friday well first retail job i worked for uh the company with the big yellow sign you know rest rye if you will and um everyone who would come in to play the Guitar Hero demo would play that song. So I heard it at least a million times a day. So now whenever I hear that, it immediately transforms me back to being like 18 and hearing that song being like, oh my God, I hate my life. Just get me out of here.
1: That is so funny because I went and saw Guns N' Roses about two years ago and (laughs) Slash was still excellent. (laughs) He was so good still. Slash is great. I've never seen Guns N' Roses. Yeah,
0: I've never uh, seen Guns and Roses, but I've I've seen Slash with his band live. And-
1: yeah, so that's the one that I would go do. I wouldn't say Guns N' Roses was great. Slash was excellent. Um, Fair. I'm gonna pause for just one second. gonna yeah, yeah. mess you no, up. One no second. Problem. No problem. Sorry.
0: Whoops. Okay, so we're back. All right. yeah Um, but yes, yeah, Slash was fantastic live. Uh loved his band his singer miles kennedy is like one of my favorite singers of all time he's so good
1: miles so miles kennedy was um like that's why i say like guns and roses was like okay and then i saw miles kennedy sing some of the songs and i was like okay so this is what we should have been doing our whole lives like now i know
0: exactly
1: yeah he was excellent
0: he has this range that's just like i'm a musician if you didn't know so
1: i can see um, yeah yeah
0: yeah um but he has this vocal range that's, like, I can't even explain, like, how, like, God here, just for lack of a better term, his vocal ranges, and he's so, like, crisp with everything.
1: Oh. Yeah, and it's that kind of control that, like, um, I feel like really makes you, like, it gives it, like, a spiritual experience.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%.
1: Right, because he can put emotion into it, and even if he doesn't feel the emotion, he's like, I know what that emotion feels like, let me show you, okay, <laughs> right? let, me, let me walk you through it absolutely yeah yeah when slash um so actually going to the live concert was really cool because when slash would get on a riff you could feel that he was like deep in it like that's one of the coolest parts about the live concerts is it does feel like you're in this like space with him right you're like right there with him you're standing next to him you can like feel the energy and it's like hitting you again energy right it's all energy you can like feel it like hitting you and you're just like okay like i understand why i'm here and why people are so passionate about music oh 100%. Yeah. And, I mean and
0: then Slash is just he's Slash. He's like the coolest human being ever. So
1: I didn't know if he was wearing a wig or not. It was oh, really funny like I yeah, 100% was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I totally had this like um like weird moment where I was like, "Yo, this dude's hair is too perfect." Mm-hmm. And there was like sweat going down it and I was mm-hmm. like, "That seems odd." <laughs> it yeah, was like,
0: 100 a 100% was wearing a wig. <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially at this age, how do you keep it that pretty? Yeah,
0: uh, I, like at sixty, your hair does not look like that. I'm sorry, my hair no. doesn't look like that at thirty three. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no rock star could be so blessed. Yeah, that's unless, crazy.
0: unless your name is Dave Grohl. That man has beautiful hair.
1: Man, Foo Fighters were the other ones live that I like. Magic, like I will forever be like a Dave Grohl fan um, because them live, he was just like such a good time. Oh yeah! Like he did. Yeah, he just like I was entertained. I was laughing. I was crying. Like again, spiritual experience. Foo Fighters were. If anybody has a, uh, like I know that something just happened with their band, so like they're probably on like um, a little bit of a pause. Um, but still, it was like such a great experience to be a part of. Highly recommend. They. Well,
0: I've I've never seen them in like a a true quote unquote Foo Fighters show. Um. I saw them when I was living in LA, they were releasing an album and um, they just showed up at the Roxy and I happened to be there that night and they played the new album like front to back. So that's the only time I've seen them live. Cool. I saw them in a room with like a hundred people. It was the coolest thing.
1: So cool. Yeah. And like playing that album, they are probably still trying to figure stuff out. And I feel like that's yeah. where they like shine where they're just like oh, yeah. riffing with each other and like playing stuff. Um, so like at the show, Taylor sang and David Grohl, um, like, played the drums. And that was one of the coolest songs because they were both not doing something that was in their element. So they were really on. Sure. They are like paying attention. It was cool. Yeah. So it was probably a really cool experience.
0: The, the best joke I've ever heard that I stole from Dave Grohl is I use it on stage when I play. There was a guy who was being a little bit drunk in the crowd. And Dave Grohl just stops the song and goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Look at this guy. Fuck that guy. And everyone's like, Yeah. <laughs> then he goes, No, no, no. Seriously. Someone have sex with that guy. He needs it really
1: bad. <laughs> that was like yeah, the best I, saw, I saw him in eugene and he had called somebody out of the crowd too because he said that he was walking down and he saw some guy wearing a sticks t-shirt okay. and then that guy was in the front of the crowd he's like i knew you were going to be in the front row i knew it i could feel it like only a sticks man would like pay for front row tickets <laughs> it was really cool
0: oh, sticks that reminds me of my mom too she loves sticks
1: oh did she yeah
0: love sticks yeah
1: i love anything with a good drum line anything with a good like drum like phil collins will get me every time i know that's totally off topic but man does he know what it's to good. do with the with the set of drums <laughs> so same with the fighters right they have that big like yeah
0: oh yeah so that's i see you're i see you're a music fan too then
1: yeah yeah so that's um it's really funny that's like one of the things that i think saved me when i was um so like before you were asking how I got where I am. And it was like basically uh, finding ways to make my mind be quiet when I needed it to. And it was other people's music. It was music. Yeah, every time. So like boot writers would come out with a song and I would like latch onto the drum line, right? I would be having a hard time. And I'd be like, I'd look for the bass. And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to think about that right now. And so I'd be like, mm, I wonder what the bass sounds like in this song and like <laughs> go, you know, let my brain get distracted. So music was like, My little baby. yeah. Are you you a musician? No, I wish. Man, I sing in my car all the time. So half the reason (laughs) I'm uh, on a road trip right now, just kind of running around. And I think half the reason I um, enjoy it so much is because I just get to sing really loudly in the car by myself (laughs) all the time.
0: (laughs) That's one of the most simple pleasures in life, isn't it?
1: Right. And I'm like, I should get a road trip buddy. I won't be getting a road trip buddy unless they can sing louder than me.
0: (laughs) well the reason why i ask if you're a musician is that's uh i i've never heard people other than you and my fiance that are not musicians that do that that they'll hone in on one part of a song and fixate on that and then they'll go to another one and another one and kind of dissect the song as as just a whole you know
1: yeah i have this problem where um i can tell if like a baseline or like if like a song is the same um Like, are you, do you watch like Disney movies? This is probably a total tangent, but like Moana, Frozen. Yeah. So there's a song in Frozen where like, it has the same three lines, but it's in a different octave. And so it's like the same three lines. so I'll go from singing the Frozen song and then go into the Moana song. And my little niece, who's like a little Disney fan is like, yeah, those aren't the words. Like, that's not how it goes. (laughs) And I'm like, but it's so close. (laughs) Like it's the same (laughs) note. Um, And then there's one uh, Elsa. So in Frozen, sounds like the Pocahontas song. Okay. And she's never heard Pocahontas. And so I'll start singing Pocahontas and she looks at me and she's like, bro, this is not what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So she must be a little music fan as well. That's cool. Yeah. Not
0: young kids these days, they are not afraid to call you on your shit, are they? No, no. Cool. We're,
1: and I'm actually really proud of it because that's, it's really funny. A lot of the trauma that I get in hypnotherapy is people who are not willing to stand up to their parents. So every time she tells me what's up, I'm like, you go, girl. I was like you keep telling people like you keep telling your truth you keep speaking
0: your truth. Yeah, I don't I don't have any nieces or nephews but uh I did have my little cousin he lived with us for a while when I was about 20. He's a teenager now but uh when he was younger he would uh yeah he he would let it be known what what he wanted and he was not shy about it and I was always like you know what good for you. Good for you. Yeah. So with
1: with her, I like to be like, "Hey, um, let's ask permission to talk to people like that." But at the same time, do your thing. (laughs) like Yeah. Or I'll be like, "That's interesting. That's interesting that you don't like when I sing the wrong words. Like, I wonder why that is. Like, why it has to be so particular." Um. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm kind of watching her to see what I think she's really. You know, I think she's really intuitive too, and it sounds like your girlfriend is. Or you Mm -hmm. do say fiance. Fiance,
0: yeah
1: fiance yeah so your fiance i wonder if that's like an intuitive thing like if music um you know is one of those things where like your mind is moving so fast and you're like in tuned into so many things that you like have to have something to distract it mm-hmm. and so like some people pick like movies some people pick other stuff some people pick food some people pick church mine just happened to be music, sure. music the church of music
0: the church of music yeah
1: that. my religion we'll call it my religion if i have one that's it <laughs> fighters I'm sure David Grohl would
0: enjoy that hey Dave Grohl first of all rest in peace Taylor Hawkins yes. very sad. but Dave yes. Grohl that man I've never seen someone who for so long just flat out enjoys music yeah and it's very inspiring every time he's on stage he looks like he's having a blast
1: yeah I mean yeah after watching like Kurt Cobain be you know he be in so much pain so like I don't know if you've watched like interviews but like Kurt mm-hmm. Cobain was like yeah I was in pain every single time yeah. like every time I use my pain in my song and so I feel like after he was so young and saw that he was like anything after that is like free and loving and fun and playful right after being like such a heavy like place everything yeah. after that is like what is <laughs> this isn't hard right yeah. this is as bad as this isn't as bad as he had it
0: I know for a long time when I was writing songs I would try to like Manufacture that struggle for that like dark place because I thought that's where music had to come from because so much of my favorite music was that and then like one day I allowed myself to not do that and just write how I was feeling and I love my music so much more now
1: (laughs) it's that authenticity thing right whatever is you can tell when people aren't being authentic but like you can really like I think people just know like when you hear music you can tell when it's just not um their vibe right so like you could write music like that but it might not be yours to perform because you might not have that guttural feeling behind it that um yeah people felt the authenticity I think is the most I think that that is going to be the um like value we put out into the world as like our generation is it can be authenticity over everything
0: agreed 100% like, yeah. agree
1: not going to be the nicest thing or the best song or the most perfect it's going to be like the person who shows up and you're like oh I like them like I would invite them to a party <laughs> Are, are you a millennial? Um, I'm 30. So I think I'm a millennial. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Was, the reason I ask, I always say like, you're never going to get a millennial to like buy into bullshit ever.
1: No, no. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I worked so hard to get out of the bullshit. You could not drag me in if you paid me.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we were raised in bullshit. Those, those are we those, were those, ra- <laughs> our whole childhood was just bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. Then yeah. and we didn't have to do it anymore. We're like, oh, thank God.
1: I have a job because of the bullshit. That's like yeah. literally all I do. I just take people back, and I'm like, yeah, okay. So now we know, with our like adult free perspective, that this is bullshit. Let's let it go. Like, let's okay. be done. So, like, I'm grateful for the bullshit because it pays my bills. But at the same time, we're not going back.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, hey, believe it or not, we're actually coming up on an hour. Um, oh, nice. That that went by really fast i've genuinely enjoyed talking to you i was a little nervous i gotta be honest i didn't know what to expect but this has been very cool
1: i hope yeah i hope you feel better do you have any more like burning questions you didn't quite get to now that you're like a little bit more comfortable
0: not that i can really think of no but i'm, I'm probably gonna have to to get a session with you to dive in a little deeper though at some point so
1: yeah honestly like somebody who like talks to other people it's really cool it's like do that session um you basically when you do a session my favorite ones to do are that authenticity that you were talking about with music mm-hmm. it's to like dive in and be like, what's my purpose like what message am I supposed to give to the world mm-hmm. you know what am I supposed to do and so you can figure out how to like integrate it into your life it's really cool sure yeah it's fun
0: yeah no th- this has been very uh a-, a very welcome change to the to the form of the show because usually we're talking about like you know get- getting to know you stuff but this one we're we're kind of talking about what you do and it's it's been very cool i've I've genuinely yeah
1: got really deep in it so if you guys end up having any more questions um definitely let me know like you know where to find yeah. me um tell your girl tell your fiance thank you
0: oh yeah <laughs> no i absolutely are. will she she loves your <laughs> like videos that. she's always like i love i love when she posts something new. she's so cool
1: oh my gosh that's so funny because i have this thing where i keep uh not posting videos so i have to remember i have a fan base to, <laughs> <laughs> to appease so i'll keep that in mind
0: very cool Well, um, before we go, do you want to tell people where they can find you online, on social media, anything like that?
1: Yeah. So um, as we've talked about, TikTok is like my favorite place to show up right now. And so my um, name is Holistic.Hypno. So H, just holistic like the word, and then dot, and then hypno, um, H-Y-P-O, H-Y-P-N-O, Holistic Hypno. (laughs) And then the company that I um, own is actually called Sentient Rose, and it's a hypnotherapy and coaching session.
0: Awesome. And do you have a website for?
1: Yeah. So sentientrose.com. So sentient, like rose is my middle name.com. Um,
0: awesome. Christina, this was a blast. Thank you so much for being on. I'd love to have you back on at some point.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Once you digest this, let me know and we'll talk more.
0: <laughs> I definitely will. All right. And thank you all for listening.